Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, breaking traditional ideas of where tech talent should come from. I hope and I pray that this perception within the DC tech community or within like the entire tech industry gets away from like, in order for you to succeed or be in the field of tech, you have to have a computer science degree. Here in the DC region, we have a lot of very, very talented software developers, some of whom are frankly involved in government contracting and a growing number of whom are involved in product companies like Mapbox and others. We're joined now by Zori Hunter. She is actually a developer with Mapbox and very active in helping us develop a software developer community. We're lucky to have her. Zuri, thanks for coming in. And thank you for having me. Well, you're out there every day. Um, I would say really pushing something very important, which is that there are many different ways to become a software developer in this town, and there are many different kinds of people who are capable of doing it. You're in the middle of connecting a lot of different dots. Tell us a bit about what you do. I'm involved in Women Who Code as the Ruby and Rails lead, I'm also part of the leadership committee for DC Femtech, and I am the technical lead for the Black Girls Code um, DC chapter. So in those three organizations, I hopefully want to like get involved as far as like gaining interest for women who are interested in like the tech industry, as well as making sure that these women stay in the industry. As you can hear about like not so great reports about the diversity of like women and like minorities, as well as the toxic environment that comes with it. What we hope and what I hope with my work with these three is to build a community and hopefully, well, fix the pipeline and hopefully sustain that pipeline and make sure that these women stay in the industry and move on to leadership positions. And then they'll be able to influence the culture. So we don't have this continued cycle of like, you know, lack of people with lack of diverse um, people in these leadership positions. So that's what my work or what I hope to accomplish within my involvement in those three organizations. To go and talk about like Women Who Code specifically, basically I'm gonna be real, if it wasn't for that organization, I would not be in tech. I would have given up a long time ago because you know learning and going through the process of it it has been not an easy journey and it did take a huge toll on my self-esteem so if it was one time when i um did a hackathon and i was offered to apply for a job and i wasn't sure if i was confident enough or like i had the skills to do it even though i've been like studying ruby and rails for two years or so but i just didn't think i was like comfortable or well prepared or perfect for the position. And it wasn't for um, someone, Emma, in the community who was like, you know what, Zuri, you're, you're great. You're, you know this stuff. For crying out loud, you're doing talks within the Women Who Code community on Ruby and Rails. Apply for that position. Like the worst that they can say is no, but she continue applying. So I did just that. And her giving me that pep talk, like allowed me to surprisingly get my first job in the tech industry. So having that type of community and me passing it off to the next person who had the same experience or same feeling goes a long way. And it really helps like bring that that that, that community, that nurturing, someone, something that we could fall back on. Because we, we do have rough days and we vent to each other about it. And we also provide suggestions, networking opportunities. So like having women who code like that and my involvement there is goes a long way for the women here. Um, for Black Girls Code, as you can see, there's not a lot of um, black female engineers like myself. I didn't get fully 100% into um, programming until I took my first intro to Java um, class at Howard University. Um, my dad, he did dabble into it enough, but I just was like, you know, like any rebel child, they don't want to do anything that their parents do. Yeah. 
I didn't want to do anything that he wanted to do, but then like long behold, I ended up developing an interest in it. I if I kind of wish that like, you know, maybe if I was to have organizations like Black Girls Code back then to really push and just expose me to it a little bit more as much as my dad did, then maybe I would have probably gone down that route. So that was my role with Black Girls Code, just coming in and like, you know, hopefully providing opportunities and exposure to these girls like, hey, you could be uh, do stuff in virtual reality, you could do stuff in augmented reality, you could do mobile development, you could do game of development. These are the stuff that you can do within the field. It's not just simply other stuff, like you can get into STEM. I think that mentorship and providing people with with support is really important for making any change. But it strikes me that there's something that not everybody appreciates was software development is actually an industry that if you get past the snobbery of it, lots of talented people can do. It's a real level playing field. You know, I mean, mentorship's great, but people have to be able to deliver, right? Right, absolutely. How did you find you, how were you able to develop the skills necessary to, to be able to become a developer? Was it done at Howard or how did you do it? Besides Howard giving me that introduction course, like my major in information systems is not like computer science at all. It's very business focused. So like over 50% of my classes were business focused. So on this side, I have to pick up programming. Why well, I wanted to start off with Ruby on Rails. Like I did intro Java, but then like, no, no Java, I want to go into Ruby. And the way how I was developing my skills was going to like meetups within DC area. So first meetup that I actually went at, went to and but didn't like participate much was DC API meetup. And for a good two years, I did not know what API was, but I still attended the meetup. And then like from there, um, I was able to see there was ladies who code and then women who code and women who code was having their Android um, Java meetup. So I would go to there. And from there, I was learning from women and learning to from their talks and like listening to the resources that they use to learn and then continued going on with that. And it wasn't until like I landed my first tech job that I was able to afford to go to General Assembly to do the JavaScript development class. I think that younger developers, it seems to me there are two different issues. One is just the general issue of dealing with inclusivity and you don't look like me and, and that whole thing. But it also sounds like there's an element of just snobbery or a sort of a standard way that people are supposed to enter this industry, which mm. frankly, I don't think is filling a talent void in this town. No, it's it really isn't. And also like with that, it also takes away from um, people who tackle problems differently. So people do computer science, like of course the principles or like, you know, whatever they their, their background is, they might look at things the same way. But if you get somebody who was coming from who was like a, a a stage creator for like a play stuff like that? They may tackle problems differently when it comes to like building a a, a system or stuff like that. So the, it sucks that like the industry is looking at like if you don't have computer science, like you're not gonna make it or anything. And there's like plenty of people here who have degrees that are nowhere close to computer science and who are making game changing things and applications as well as solving some problems in their own unique way. Mm -hmm. I hope. And I pray that this perception within the, within the DC tech community or within like the entire tech industry gets away from like, in order for you to succeed or be in the field of tech, you have to have a computer science degree. Like that's not, that's not true. Like anybody can do this if they put their mind to it and actually practice and are provided the resources and the mentorship to do it. They can, anyone can do that. So it's hopefully over time, like that 
concept will go away, but the way how the talent that's coming in, the number of boot camps that we have out here, um, Flatiron and General Assembly and countless other data science boot camps, that will change because people who are going to these things are not coming from the traditional computer science background. And you can't say no to, the, to this awesome talent that's coming out of these programs. So like hopefully when the employers will get to see like, wait, you know what, this is stupid of me. I'm missing out on a great opportunity to bring my company to the next level with this person. And I think that is the most important message of all, which is that if we really want to take advantage of the opportunity to lead the 21st century in digital convergence, we need to be very aware the talent comes from lots of different places. Sorry, Hunter, thanks a lot for taking the time to join us today. Awesome, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington, and a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>